She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. You're listening to episode 61 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hey y'all, I'm Emily, and on today's podcast, my co-host Senda and I are joined by Angie of Known Stew and Emily, the co-host of Whelmed, the Young Justice Files podcast, to play Masks by Magpie Games. It's a teenage superhero game powered by the apocalypse, so hold on to your seats, because six minuses are gonna happen. A special thank you to our patrons of the week, Ryan Bolter and James Fellows. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to She's a Super Geek. Today we are playing Masks, and we have some awesome folks here to play it with us. So I'm just going to go across in the... Nope. So, uh, Emily. Which Emily? Welcome to podcasting with me. Right. Yep. Damn it. We're, we're back around to this particular issue. <laughs> I told sorry. you we needed to define it. <laughs> well, we have Outsider Emily and Nova Emily. And right. ironically, okay. Outsider Emily is, is the, the outsider, outsider to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Outsider Emily, <laughs> tell us who you are. <laughs> tell us who you are and the amazing, cool things that you do. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm outsider Emily, apparently, for this, and I am the, <laughs> <laughs> and I am the co-host of Whelmed the Young Justice Files with Rich Howard, who's been on the show before, uh, and we mm-hmm. talk about young justice and storytelling and all of the awesomeness of that teenage superhero show, uh, which is part of what inspired Masks. If you, read, if you read the playbook for that, it says that young justice is one of the inspirations, so everything's connected here. <laughs> today yeah so basically we thought that you would be a really good guest for today (laughs) (laughs) makes sense and you might even talk some of us into starting to watch young justice watch young justice (laughs) it's cool (laughs) and then uh running the game today we have a fellow gnome of mine Ange. hi Ange. hi i'm Ange. oh by the way (laughs) gnomes congratulations on your any oh my gosh thank thank you you. (laughs) i once again have the incredible privilege of being any adjacent. <laughs> Not directly involved with any any winning project, but I am next to those. Yeah. Any, any adjacent. No, it any was adjacent. It was very cool to win again this year. It's like I, I think I think yeah. the stew has been 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 chugging along quite nicely in the last year and year plus. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Ange, you also do the gnome cast. I yes? do. I do the the gnome cast. I at least do the recording and the finding people to talk to and <laughs> stuff like that. Fantastic. So we've started making some characters for our fantastic teenage superheroes here. And um, what we're going to do is just uh, go through and do some descriptions. And um, then we will finish doing our setup so that you guys can all listen in. So I'm going to hand it back over to Ange so that she can get us started on descriptions and on what she actually needs to know to run the game. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know who you are. Uh, Right. (laughs) Um, We're teenage superheroes. We don't know who we are. (laughs) That's the point of the show. That is kind of the point. That is kind of the point. But let's start with Outsider (laughs) Emily. Tell us who you're playing and tell us about her. 
So I am playing Shiri Trist, who is an alien whose superhero name is Stardust. She is from a planet known uh, Seruthera, which is a very peaceful, calm, collected planet. And she got kind of bored. So she went on an intergalactic road trip and landed on Earth. And now she's here (laughs) and trying to figure out what's up with Earth and why Earth is cool and fun. She kind of looks like an average pretty 16-year-old girl, except that she has bone white skin, uh, um, blue hair that grows naturally in like a gradient from super dark blue to really light blue at the tips. And it's just her hair is ombre. Yes, yes, because I can do whatever I want. because She's an alien. Uh, (laughs) She has blue freckles across her face and she has like pupilless, irisless eyes that are just straight, super dark blue, which is a bit unnerving to most people. We're a team of freaks. <laughs> we are. We really. We're gonna. Really are. We're gonna get to the. We're gonna get to this yeah. cavalcade yeah. of freaks in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just noticing. Oh, that's also not a bad name for our team. The cavalcade, the cavalcade of freaks. Of freaks. Yes. What else do you need to know about Stardust and all of her wonderfully excited and curious to be here craziness? I'm just. I just want to ask. What is the weirdest thing that is normal to us humans that you are just like? What are you doing? She doesn't understand the concept of pets. She thinks it's a cool idea, but she doesn't get it. She's like, what do you mean you just live with tiny furry things? They're just here? Like, what? What is this? Right. Well, so this this squirrel, is this squirrel a pet? This (laughs) mess. She's like, is any small furry animal... Powers. I never mentioned powers, because I forget that that's... Yeah, I was going to ask that next. Yeah, it's superheroes, you know. Um... I picked from my list of, because I can pick two off of my list of six options as the outsider. I get flying by default, apparently. That's just included in the package, but uh, (laughs) it says that. You can fly, and you're pretty tough. Choose two other things. Uh, I'm saying that she has heliokinesis, but it's blue, because she has an aesthetic that I want to maintain. Uh, She can, like, fire sunlight, but it's blue. (laughs) But yeah, um, blue light. Yeah. She like transmutes the sunlight into the blue light of her own planet. Yes, that's ex- yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I totally thought of that myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can edit it if you say it again. I can edit it so it sounds like you did it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's communal. We come up with all this stuff together. And then I also chose uh, telepathy and mind blasts. But in my mind, I'm thinking it's sort of more an empathy type thing that like she can read people's mm. emotions better than like straight thoughts because is uh is her ability to read emotions any different with earthlings than it has been with the other races she's met yes humans are way harder to read you guys are complicated the mind blast portion of that is there anything she can do with that no i'm gonna say that's like an advanced thing that she hasn't okay. figured out yet because she's a youngin. She doesn't know what she's doing. How old is she? Uh, <laughs> again, With she's 12 Flebnars. <laughs> yeah, yes. 12 Flebnars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that she is the equivalent of a 16-year-old. What that means on her planet, I don't know. But she is the equivalent of a 16-year-old. <laughs> How long has she been here on Earth? Hmm. 
I think that depends on how long we have wanted our team to be together, because I feel like she kind of joined the team very shortly after just kind of crash landing here. <laughs> just kind of showing um, up and being like, ah, I guess I'm here now. So I did it. I did a thing where my my thing where I turned into a superhero happened pretty recently, like three months ago, and I'm happy to change that. But if if you want to yeah. run with that, then we can be a pretty recent development. I like that. I like that. I've only been here a few months. If we want to want to roll with that, we could have the inciting incident that brought you all together be the day that oh, uh, Reckless got yes. loose and uh, Stardust crash landed. Well, I'm like, did you did your ship do something to the aquarium that day when you crash landed, and that's why I transformed? Absolutely. <laughs> so I used to work at the aquarium. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Good. I, I just like was a ticket taker or something. Right. I'm sure I don't have any feels about the fact that your ship did this to me at all. <laughs> Tell actually uh, before we move on to reckless. Uh, tell us a little bit about the ship. Okay, so yes, I get to have a little spaceship because I'm an alien. Woo! Uh, that's the mo- move, Kirby Craft. I'm saying that my spaceship is named uh, Blythe, like B L I T H E, because I looked at my bookshelf too long, and that's what I picked. Um, it like everything in her aesthetic, it's blue because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sticking with that. It's like a cool dark blue. It's hard to see at night, but uh, it's fast and maneuverable, and I can kind of like telepathically connect with it to make it work. That's how I drive it. Um, but it is unarmed, and it is difficult to repair. So if it gets broken, bat, it's not always the best. Takes a while. Did it? Did it take damage during your 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 arrival here on Earth? Yes. Which means uh, I'd say it took enough damage that I may still be able to use it like on Earth, but it, I cannot fly to another planet right now. You can't leave. I okay, can't so leave. Really stuck. I'm I'm pretty stuck <laughs> right now. Senda, tell us about Reckless. Yes. Yeah. So I am playing uh, Helen Reckless, which <laughs> thanks to our patron Camden for the name because it's awesome. I went. I was like, what are some patron names? And I was like, Helen Reckless. Yes. It's such um, a modern teenage superhero it's name. so good. <laughs> if we were so back good. in the 70s, it would totally be Rachel Reckless, but we don't have to do <laughs> but, that anymore. Yeah, now it can be Helen Reckless. It's all good. Um, and so my, my superhero name is actually just Reckless, because I'm not creative. No one will figure that out. <laughs> no one will figure it out. Well, it's not like I can change back. So whatevs. Um, so I, uh, used to be a little, like, um, uh, like a 17-year-old, uh, skinny little Latin girl who was just, like, doing my best in school, planning for college. I was gonna go, um, get some, get a degree. Like, I really wanted to make sure that I was setting my life up right. And A marine biologist? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I was going to be a marine biologist. Thank you. And, um, you know, like, my family doesn't have a lot of history of, like, um, uh, secondary education and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I was, like, you on this path. To, you were supposed to be the first. I was going to be the first. And I was on this path, and I had a lot of support. And it was, like, you know, my primary life goal. And then <laughs> I was going to be a marine biologist, right? So I'm, like, I'm, I'm already working towards this goal. And I was at the aquarium. <laughs> 
one day and this spaceship came I'm crashing the through worst. the aquarium. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, and, and the spaceship came crashing through the aquarium. There was some weird output. There was, I don't know exactly what happened. I feel like maybe a stingray stung me and stuff happened. And when I kind of came to, um, I don't have people skin anymore. <laughs> I have this weird scaly like fish skin. And if I don't do anything with it, it's just mirrored. But I'm like still mostly my shape, but I've got um I've got like some extra like um sort of fin protrusions coming off of me, mostly on like joints and stuff. My eyes are just like this sort of reflective blue silver fish scale thing. Um and I had and now I have like pointy like pointy like our 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 shark teeth. <laughs> Do you have several rows of shark teeth? Oh my god, yes, of course I do. <laughs> I have several rows of shark teeth. I didn't think of that and write it down. Shark teeth. <laughs> um and uh yeah, so uh I uh I do like I wear clothes, but like wearing them against like the sharp scales like is a little bit funky, so I tend to just sort of like have these weird flowy wrappy things that I sort of put around myself loosely um, in kind of the idea of human-like um, expectation for coverage. But um, they're sort of shifting and like you can see like all my creepy skin underneath. <laughs> my my skin is essentially impenetrable armor. It's, you can't like, it's impenetrable armor. Like, I am very frustrated by this because I'm like, it's so normal and I actually have trouble feeling like small details of things. Um, now it's better with my fingertips, but like some parts of me, like just, they aren't very sensitive to like touch anymore. Um, and it's also transmuting flesh. So if I, um, need to, I can do weird things where like morph into more or less fish-like. It just takes some concentration. So like if you put me in a pool of water, I can like think about it for a couple of minutes and be like, okay, I'm just gonna fuse my legs together and have like a tail and now I can swim like a mermaid. Do you, uh, like when, when you're in the water, do you, you suddenly, you know, start developing the gills? That yes, fade when yes, you're on I land? do. Yes, I do. I, I full on, full on mermaid. Let's do that. <laughs> you're more like a were mermaid. I am. I'm a were mermaid because I'm a mermaid in the water and sort of humanoid on land. <laughs> Good. The creepy kind of mermaid. <laughs> so, uh, what happened at home when you came home is no um, longer the college bound. Uh, right. Yeah. So I came home. Um, so the thing is, my my parents were really, you know, they live their lives and they know that superheroes are out there um, and that like this weird stuff happens. But um, they're not really into it and they don't really think that they're necessary and they think it's kind of weird and stuff. And they think that um, people who are not normal should not be allowed to mingle with um, normal society. Right. So they um, they were um, it wasn't even coming home. It was they they came to visit me in the hospital because there were a lot of like there was an explosion and stuff. And so like I was at the hospital. That's where I woke up. And they um, they like I saw them come in and they 
they saw me as they were standing at the door and they turned back to the nurse who was taking them and they were like, I'm sorry, this isn't our daughter. You have the wrong room. And she was like, no, no, this is your daughter. She's the one who called you. And they were like, um, like they, they were like, nope, that's, that's not our daughter. And then they just left. Has anybody from your family reached out to you or have they all stayed radio silent? Um, my cousin, Anne, <laughs> my cousin, Anne, who is like, uh, she's like, she's older than me. So she's already in college. So she's like started experiencing some more of the world for herself. Um, you know, checked in on me a couple of times, but, um, I've ended up living with, um, another transformed superhero whose name is Mad Maud. And she's basically like this, she looks really creepy. Like she's sort of this really motherly, elderly anglerfish kind of person. <laughs> also with many teeth and scales. She's pretty creepy looking. She freaks people out a lot. So it's actually helping me out a lot to live with her because she's making me feel more normal. I, <laughs> she's also very nice and sweet. I picture Mad Maud as the the Silver Age version of a, a Swamp Thing type character. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. You know, first introduced as possibly an enemy that, yes. you know, the, the heroes eventually realize, no, she means no harm and... You know, right. eventually got her set up and 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 yeah, got know. her a got her a place to live where she wasn't like causing people to scream on the street all the time. And so I'm sort of like I'm learning some things from her about how to be like this this freak in a society of m people who mostly look normal um, who freak out when they see me. Yeah, I'm kind of learning the ropes from her about like how to be this different. I like that. That's me. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Hecate. Tell us about Kel. She goes by Kel. That's not her real name. Uh, none of y'all know her real name. So she comes from a family who lives out, like, between the suburbs. And it's really not suburb, and it's really not rural. She's a high school dropout. Um, and she sort of moved, to the, moved into the city to see what she could do with herself. Um, she ended up getting a job at the aquarium. It was the only place that was hiring her little baby cousin. Um, absolutely loves the aquarium. And so she will, you know, occasionally send them passes and whatnot. But, you know, a few months ago, she was just at her job. She saw across, you know, the large entrance room, there was her aunt, Kat, and her cousin Piper. Um, and they were coming to the aquarium that day. And she was so excited. And then this spaceship crashed. Oh, God. <laughs> and something like triggered within her. And she basically got over overpowered and in or she tried was she was trying to save her her little cousin she's like three and oh she's God. just so excited about oh. all she's not dead i'm gonna <laughs> she's not dead thank you thank you we were going to a dark dark are. place piper was so enthralled with looking at the giant whale or something that she wasn't even paying attention to the spaceship. And so somehow Kel was able to be over there in just like a second across the room. She ended up pushing her cousin out of the way, taking the brunt of something. And she ended up 
hurting her cousin quite a bit because the cousin ended up going into a really hard wall. But she's fine now. (laughs) I still still feel guilty about it. And okay, so the damage to the ship happened when you stopped the ship. Yes, it was it was a (laughs) superwoman stopping the train thing. Uh-huh. Where like I'm just standing there and like with my hand out and like it like the the ship just gets dented and comes to a stop and then I tried to throw it but we're in a building <laughs> so a little bit more damage and um, I felt this weird power flowing through me um, and I felt really scared and so I. I ended up kind of leaving where I was living, quitting my job. I discovered if I don't use my powers, they start like burning me up. I start coming down with a fever and I'll probably literally burn up if I don't use my powers, That, which is why I keep using them. And um, I, I, I somehow was around when they were removing the spaceship from the aquarium and uh, there was this adult superhero, her name's Katana, who, like, look at me and recognize, like, all of a sudden I have this weird, powerful sorcery power stuff. And so I was also brought into the team, but I'm kind of there because I don't know where else to go. And I kind of have a more traditional superhero costume. It has Greek keys on it in, like, a circle. That's, like, my symbol because I'm Hecatate. Um, and I also have a dog whose name is Pluto. and he is one of those you know how when you like breed a corgi with anything else it Uh looks exactly like that dog but like with the tiny corgi corgi so he's a corgi husky mix oh my god his name is Pluto oh my gosh whether or not whether or not he's part of the story is another question but I he is my dog um were there any signs before your powers awakened that you know, that there was something different about you or something coming down the line? Yeah, I didn't really put it together. I knew something was weird. I didn't know what it was. So there were times when, like, in high school, people would be making fun of me. And, you know, they would suddenly be pushed back into a wall. I push things into a wall a lot, apparently. (laughs) Um. You know, there there was there was once when, you know, I was like walking down the street and and you know somebody tried to mug me, um, and I just kind of punched them once and they went completely down. Even though I have no martial arts training at all, um, they tried to come at me and there was like a shield around me and then I just was like, bam! It's like, oh well, that worked. Um, and I've always been um, fairly, fairly active, fairly hyper. Uh, I definitely have a fidget cube to help burn some of that energy without annoying people too much. The way I'm picturing what you guys have said is after this incident at the aquarium, you've kind of all been brought together, maybe given a, uh, well, no, because because reckless. We totally share an apartment. <laughs> Does this mean you all live with I mean, Mad Maud? Yeah, yes. she are, she's our dorm mother. Yes. Mad, <laughs> I love it. Mad Maud's wayward she home, makes... <laughs> home for wayward, wayward superheroes. <laughs> More tea, please. <laughs> Keep your Keep pinky, your pinky at, 90 at ninety degrees. degrees. 
That oh makes my sense. gosh, yes. I love this so much. <laughs> I also feel really bad about damaging your ship, Stardust. I'm sorry. I re- feel really bad about ruining everybody's lives, so, you know, we're even. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't going to say anything. Tell. Uh, we destroyed our surroundings in the fight. Where was it? And what did we destroy? <laughs> the which aquarium. Wait, which, and which the fight? Ships. <laughs> no, the when we first came together. Oh, because I've done that a lot. Right. <laughs> and a lot of our fights. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna yeah. modify these questions slightly. Um, okay, go for it. And I'm gonna you know because they you know this all happens like. You know, uh, Helen transformed. Shyree arrived. Um, uh, Kel basically awo- her powers awoke. I mean, you guys <laughs> caught the attention of the LOSH. You oh know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Lodge was they couldn't even miss us. Yeah, the, the, the Lodge, which is the over, you know, the 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 this this world's version of the Justice League or the Avengers. It's it's all the right. the A list superheroes. So you caught their attention, and you know, yeah, in a bad way. <laughs> you know, yeah. realizing that you weren't necessarily immediate threats, but you needed to be watched. They all set you up uh, with with Mad Mod. Um, but I mean, you didn't necessarily get along at first, so what do you mean? I'm asking Shireen. You guys, you guys didn't trust each other at first, but that changed. How and why? Hmm, it was a good question. That is a good question, and I don't know why you guys would ever trust me, considering I ruined your lives. So I mean, like, come up with else? a reason, honey. <laughs> what else did you? Oh, wow, <laughs> confrontational. Um, like, was there was there something else that you could do with your mind powers or something, or with your ship that was able to fix a bunch of stuff that made us realize it was an accident? <laughs> it might have taken me a while. To, I'm still not totally over it. I'm not saying I'm over it. I'm just saying like you're okay, and I understand that it wasn't your fault directly. Like I feel like I, I attempted to explain what was going on, and I think part of it was I explained to you guys that I ran away from home, and there was a bit of kinship there, considering everything that apparently we've all mm-hmm. just become runaways <laughs> on some level. Uh, yep. So I think that kind of played into it once I got to like explain stuff, and I was like, "I'll I'll help if I can. I'm sorry, this was not my intention." Yeah, that makes sense. Your willingness to try to put things right. <laughs> That's why. Helen, um, during your combined arrival slash awakening, um, you guys <laughs> drew the attention of one important person who is now uh, who now hates and fears you. Ooh. Who is this? An important person. The owner um, of the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it it could actually be like the mayor, right? Oh yeah, um, because the aquarium is a pretty big like public space, right? And um, if the mayor like, I, I mean, if the mayor was like, 
on his way to the aquarium to make a speech that day, and then that happens. Um, <laughs> that's problematic. And then, um, and then they, uh, and then they just like see this like really terrifying looking silver fish person like getting carted out onto an ambulance. Um, and, and I think that the mayor is convinced that, like, the aquarium incident is my fault. <laughs> how uh, is this, uh... Mikhail Mivauskowicz. Mikhail Mayor Mikhail Mivauskowicz. Oh, no. What has the mayor, what has Mayor Mikhail Mivauskowicz done, uh, so far that has let you guys know he is less than pleased with your presence in his fine city. So I think actually what's happened is he's started making, um, there's, um, and it affects more than just us, right? But he's made it like clear that it's us. So um, he, instead of, uh, instead of um, public restrooms in like city parks and like city locations being like men and women, now they're like human and not human. Like human and freaks. <laughs> yeah. He's started creating like divisions and like really bad separate but equal stuff. S- quotation marks separate but equal. And you thought this would be a light fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You guys have, have have settled in. You've you've worked together a few times, uh, you know, living together at Mad Mods. Um, Her food is weird. It takes some getting used to. <laughs> yeah, but you're, of all of us, you're the one who likes it the most. <laughs> well, yeah, it tastes fine. I wasn't saying that. <laughs> she, she does make the best sushi. Oh, oh! <laughs> I like. Okay, sushi, never man. cross Mad Mod. What? <laughs> no. Um, Kel, you guys have started to see signs that this incident was just basically the the, the what happened to the three of you was more than just an accident. What are the signs you've been seeing? Please tell me if this is too on the nose. Uh, The mayor has given several speeches about the problem with illegal aliens. (laughs) (laughs) And and how they, illegal aliens, you know, destroy our cities and and uh, take away people from their families and cause havoc. And he makes up all kinds of statistics and everything. So that's fairly worrying because when he says illegal aliens, he literally means aliens. aliens. And we're all aliens. aware of this. Uh, <laughs> he has started a private school with money from some very high, powerful individuals. Um, it's obviously a high school because we're teenagers. Um, where freaks, mutants, and superheroes aren't allowed. So they have to, like, do a huge background check on your family and, like, run blood tests and all kinds of stuff to make sure that, like, your kid is, quote-unquote, clean. And they're billing it as the safer alternative. Yes. (laughs) It's like, if, if if you want your kids to stay away from the influence of... People who are bad or people who are abnormal, you know, this is the place to send your kids. They're trying to frame superpowers as, like, a disease you could catch. 
Right. Yes. yes. Which I'm not going to lie, to me, seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, but I know it doesn't work like that for Well, me. I mean, I kind of caught it. I don't know, but like, it wasn't school. <laughs> yeah, you kind of caught it. It was just out there dangling in front of you. One last thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Relationship. Uh, actually, two two last things. Relationships and influence. Um, so let's go back to Shiree yes. uh, and tell us uh, who fits these relationships that you have. My two relationships that I have to pick from. Uh, one of them is you've been learning about Earth by st- spending time with someone. And for that, I picked Helen. Because I feel like before I messed up your life, you were pretty normal and you understood <laughs> yeah. how life worked on Earth. And I'm trying yeah. to learn from you. <laughs> cool. Uh, my my second one is uh, you have a crush on someone, but you keep it under wraps. And I picked uh, <laughs> Kel for that because I showed up and she broke my ship. And that was cool. And like, she's strong and has magic. <laughs> and like, magic's yes. really cool, right? She's just she just thinks you're real cool. And she's trying, <laughs> she's trying her best to hide it. We'll see how successful she is. That's adorable. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Helen, tell us about your relationships. Yeah, so um, this one kind of just makes sense because we just figured out how all of this works. So Shiree uh, comforted me when I was at my lowest because she's she also doesn't look like a normal person or whatever like she's she's cool like we're in this together we can be beautiful and not be like the planetary norm right just have to feel positive about the shape that we're in um, got weird eyes but gosh, there's, a, Shoot. there's a lot of bits to this like thing anyway <laughs> um and um which means that kel knew me before i changed which makes sense um because i think i probably spent a significant amount of time at the aquarium yeah um, where Kel was working, so and maybe probably... we went to the same school for a while. Like right. I was bussed into the city, and you were just a nerd. Yeah, I totally was. <laughs> like all I did was like homework and study, and like I just had this weird obsession with like um, fish and aquariums and stuff, and the ocean, and like trying to figure it out. To y- you were the one who told things. me there were job openings, right? And then oh, they hired you instead of me. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Well, because you were going to graduate and go off to college and the, the loser dropout was going to stay there. <laughs> or something. They had some longevity in Kel. Or they thought they did, yeah. So, Kel, tell us about your relationships. Uh, to make things fun, uh, I hang out all the time with Shiree to blow off steam. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's interested in learning about the earth and stuff and she's all she also just seems really enraptured with whatever i talk about (laughs) or if i just want to like sit and like binge cutthroat kitchen on the couch like she'll just watch still totally cool with that yeah yes and she also will come on like runs with me and pluto even though she doesn't get pluto Um, i don't i'm still trying to grasp that whole concept Right, and I'm desperately <laughs> trying to like, oh, but pets are so awesome. Like, look at my dog, and I'll like hold him up, and he'll lick your face, and you'll be like, Neh. no, I'm like, this is very cute, but why? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> and so that means I once hurt Helen when I lost control of my powers. Oof. So I think that maybe was on our second or third mission together, because I thought I was kind of getting the hang of it. I got a little bit cocky. Um, and I 
a, in an attempt to shield her, because shield is one of the things I took, mm-hmm. um, I accidentally like overcharged the attack on her. It was an accident, but maybe Helen thinks I'm out to get her a little bit. And also, you know, I'm, I was probably pretty mean to her in high school, let's be honest. Yeah, you totally were. <laughs> you were a nerd. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing is influence. Uh, we'll go back to Shiree to start this off. Yes, I am cheerful, so everybody gets influence <laughs> over me. Okay. Woo! Where do Please. we mark that? So normally if we were playing at a table, um, I have little cards that okay. we hand out that you can hand to the other person. For this, just, I guess, pencil it down that that who you, who you have influence over, because it does get important later. Helen. Yes. Um, I try, I'm trying really hard not to care what other people think, um, even though I can't shut everyone out. So I'm going to give influence to one teammate and... Oof. And it's a hard decision because I'm like, do I give it to the human who to me represents like how the rest of the world thinks or do I give it to the person that I actually think like might think good things about me? Hmm. Eh, give it to Shiree. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shiree has, has influence over me. <laughs> okay. And Kel. Shiree has influence over me as well. <laughs> Mad I with think. power. I like the way she looks at the world, like, with, with open eyes. I can choose a demeanor, either happy, facade, or locked down. So I'm going to choose locked down. So, yeah, Shiree, though, can totally get those going. Like, it's cute, but why? And I'm like, because dogs are awesome. You don't understand. I don't. I love that so much. You all live at Mad Mods. Someone described to me what her house looks like. Have you ever seen Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? I have not. No. It, it's, it sounds, it, it sounds, you know, like I get an idea of what that might be based on the name. I do know what that is. And yes, that is the answer. Someone find a picture. I think I found it. It looks like a big old Victorian haunted monstrosity. Yeah. Like with a fake graveyard around it. And like a giant tree and uh, iron uh, uh, fence. It looks like the witch house. <laughs> yeah, except everybody who passes by like doesn't even look at it because it's been there forever. Or right. Maybe it's cloaked or something. The house used to hold a lot more wayward teenagers, oh, so it's kind of empty. But right now also, it's just yeah, it's just the three of us, the three of us, Mad Mod and Pluto. You were setting up a. A, a typical teenager scene inside the house. Helen, tell us what you're doing. Right. Like, I think, so I think we're in the commons area, which is like a little old and a little threadbare. Like, I immediately think of my grandmother's house, um, which was like this old, old 1900s, like Victorian style house in New, New Hampshire. And like how everything was just a little threadbare and a little worn on the inside. So I think it's like that. And we're hanging out in the commons area, right? Um, And I am experimenting with the effects of nail polish on my scales because I can do things like I can do kind of like temporary tattoo style mosaics if I like do like these scales in this color and then like these ones in this color. And I'm like, so I'm, I'm like messing with like 
painting that on me and then making sure that I can wipe it off like without hurting myself. I'm I'm picturing this as probably being like like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, late enough that you guys are all still, you know, up and awake and all that. Right. But Maud has yeah. already wandered off to bed. Right. Uh, yes. She fed us this evening's concoction, which looked something like a stew or a porridge or not really sure. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> I don't have as many taste buds as I used to have. <laughs> I don't know if it was fine for the rest of you. It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> um, Pluto got most of my share. I just I just assume this is what earth food tastes like and go with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be rude. It would be rude to turn it down earth food. It Here's the question. <laughs> Has anyone introduced Shiree to pizza yet? As a I practical joke, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't really go out. So I'm like, Because yeah. when I want to go out without her and uh, without Ellen, I tell her I'm going to a pizza parlor, which she thinks is the equivalent of a skate park. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? So as Helen is there, uh, you know, nail polishing her scales, uh, what is mm -hmm. uh, what is Kel doing? I think Kel is on her phone, viciously debating Star Trek versus Firefly with somebody she met on the internet. You're I don't want to distance our listeners by telling them which side Kel is on. <laughs> but so she's she's on her phone. She's like lying on her stomach, kicking her. Feats in the air. Uh, so it's like a very typical teenage thing, but instead of like chatting with somebody about, I don't know, whatever non-geeky teenage girls talk about, <laughs> she's like on these incredibly geeky sites. And Pluto is probably flopped on the floor next to you, leaning against you with his tail oh, just yeah. going up and down as his a head's dog on my butt. want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so if that means his tail is close to your face, which means as he wags it, you you occasionally get the uh, the tail floof in your face, right, which I'm I'm used to. But I think maybe Shiree is like, why do you have a pet that does this to you? Yes. <laughs> like, wait, why is it? Does it do this all the time, or what? Why? Why? What? How does what? this help you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sherry, what what's up, Sherry? What is your dog doing? Uh, chilling out. Why? He just lift. <laughs> <laughs> he just lifts his head with his tongue lolling out, giving that that happy grin that only a dog can give as his tail starts thumping a little faster into Kel's face. He okay, he's hitting okay. you in the face. Why is he hitting you in the face? Because he's happy. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't want to set that up. Hold on. <laughs> no, please set that I just up. Realized, please, yeah. no, um, please. It's too good. <laughs> just go with it. It's amazing. Just lean into it. It's too good. You gotta uh, do it. This is what dogs do when they're happy. Thinking I'm talking about the tail, the tail wag, but she thinks it's hitting somebody in the face. <laughs> she, she internalizes that and just goes with it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and this will never come back to bite us. <laughs> I'm so excited. In this in this idyllic scene, uh, what is Shiree doing? Uh, Shiree is sitting cross-legged and kind of just floating in the air, as she does. And she is reading the Halcyon City equivalent of a Teen Vogue 
attempting to understand teenage girls better on Earth and taking a quiz that will tell her whether or not her crush likes her back. (laughs) (laughs) What is the score? (laughs) Fifteen. And you're like, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> so like, she's like, I yes, don't, no, yes, mate. I don't know. I don't. She doesn't understand it, but she's trying. She's like, I don't get this. <laughs> she doesn't flip the page over to where the explanation is. Exactly. She's just staring at the result. It's about this moment when all of a sudden Pluto stops wagging his tail, lifts up his head, kind of in that doggy, alert, concerned way, and just goes. Rrr kind of just makes a low, little low growl as he's looking towards uh, the back of the house. Okay, it's not me this time, you guys. Why is your pet making noise? Is it broken? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, It's probably here's something like in the backyard or something. Pluto, it's okay. Like, he's still not completely used to this place. He gives a little... And then sits sits up in that that half corgi husky way that could never look dignified but try so hard. <laughs> I love your I dog. Love this imaginary dog. <laughs> this was the most ridiculous dog I could think of. Like, let's be honest. Uh, buddy, are you okay? Are you are you okay, Pluto? He just, he, he kind of, he just gives you this, this look like he's, uh, you know, concerned. And then he stands up and starts, like, moving towards the back where I picture the, the kitchen would be. On his little tiny Oh, no. Legs. Did another lizard come in from the backyard, Pluto? Because we have issues with giant lizards in the backyard coming into the house. <laughs> giant lizards, not little lizards? Well, well, I... Lizards larger than normal, but not quite giant. Chameleon lizards. <laughs> yeah, they have gotten into something. Maud, like Maud is something growing in her garden that like these weird lizards love, and they sometimes get into the house. And I'm like, okay, I'll go take this one outside. And Shiree just does not understand why those aren't also pets. That's right. <laughs> you allow one animal in the house, why not allow the other animal in the house? I don't understand. This is a different kind of animal. Why, though? <laughs> she, she's just, you will never understand. I hand her my phone where I've looked up a Teen Vogue uh, quiz that says, what kind of pet should you have? <laughs> <laughs> this is when simultaneously there is, uh, Pluto stands up and he starts barking like there is danger barking. And you hear the sound of breaking glass. And the sound of something going tink, 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 roll, roll, roll. Uh, I, <laughs> Avengers assemble! Right? And I'm like, I, I like leap up from where I've been sitting on the floor painting my leg. And <laughs> like, God damn it, this is still wet, and then go running into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I go running with her. I follow there, Pluto. There is a uh, smoke grenade that is starting to fill the room with smoke. Mm. Um, and the, I'm assuming the window is also broken. Yes. 
can I pick up the smoke grenade and throw it back outside? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great idea. <laughs> I have impenetrable armor for skin. <laughs> I don't have a problem with picking this up. <laughs> One of the things about this game is when you're just doing stuff that you should be able to do because you are heroes, I'm not even going to make you roll. This is this is not the challenging part of this. Okay. Um, but so go ahead and describe picking it up and right. throwing it. Yeah, I, so I just run in, I see this smoke grenade, I'm like slightly ahead of them because I reacted slightly faster in this particular circumstance, and I see that there's like this grenade sitting on the floor starting to put out smoke, and I glance up and the window's broken, and I'm just like, huh, scoop it up, toss it back out the window, and uh, and yell, <laughs> what do I yell? <laughs> um, Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> no... I was looking for something about being like, like, I'm just as pretty as you guys are. Stop being mean or something. But I couldn't come up with anything good. So maybe I just toss it back out the window. And then I want to, then I would like to go over to the window and look out. Now there's a smoke bomb sitting in Maud's garden. <laughs> right? Like Now is when um, I'll have you do an assess the situation roll. Oh, gosh, I forgot to get dice out. There we go. Dices. Okay. Plus superior. Oh, goody. Uh, my superior is minus one. So that is a seven. A seven. Okay. So uh, you still, you get to ask me one of the questions. Uh, do you have the, uh, do you have the move sheet? Okay. Yeah. So you, you get to ask me any one of those questions and then you get to take a plus one on acting on that that information. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you, um, what here is the biggest threat? The biggest threat as you're looking out the window are the about a dozen figures in, like, they look like tactical uniforms. They have night vision goggles on. Uh, they are moving towards the house, and it looks like... Um, uh, they have the house surrounded. Hey, did Maud lock the front door before she went to bed tonight? I mean, I know she always does, but, you know, just asking, just tonight, did she, by any chance, please tell me one of you saw her lock the front door. That's uh, when I will run to the front door and check it. <laughs> that is when uh, the, the front door is, is basically first open, regardless of any locks right. or not. <laughs> being so calm here ah <laughs> uh, door door oh what door uh. and um i want to use i don't know how to do this but on i have a burn called moat okay so you need to roll um you need to charge your charge up your burn okay um so that means you roll uh you roll 2d6 plus your conditions, which you don't have any. Um, and, you know, basically, if you get a seven, uh, if you, on a hit, which is a seven or above, you hold three, which means you can use any, you know, you get three uses of your flares. Um, but you need to mark a condition on a seven to nine. On a miss, meaning six or less, you get two burned, but you have to mark three conditions. Oof. 
Because that's saying your your power inside of you is is basically pushing you to your limits. Let's do it. <laughs> it's a one shot. It's temporary. I got a three. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> oh no. Okay. So you are standing there, you know, as you were running to check the door, as the door is burst open, practically coming off of its hinges, which is impressive considering it is one of those extra wide, extra heavy uh, Victorian doors. And standing there are two guys, you know, two normal looking figures uh, in that that tactical uniform with the, the night vision goggles. And one really tall guy who is not wearing a mask. Uh, and he's he basically is the one that just kicked in the door. Um, since you just tried to pull up your burn uh, and you are facing this situation, you need to mark three conditions. Do I get to choose? You get to choose. You get to tell me uh, how this is making you feel. Uh, so... Um... I'm going to choose angry, guilty, and insecure. Uh, I feel I feel um, angry because anger is a, sometimes a secondary emotion and covers up other things. Um, so I, I'm sort of angry about like, you know, they're, they're coming in, they're, they're breaking the barriers of what has become my sort of sanctuary and home. I feel guilty because for some reason I feel like I should have been more aware of the situation because my dog was trying to warn us and yet I didn't. So I'm sort of at fault. And then I'm really insecure because I, I don't know if I can. Def- These guys are really, really scary. I don't know if I can defend myself or anybody else from them. What do you do? I want to throw up a moat for one burn uh, to create a barrier that will hold back threats as long as I keep my attention on it. Okay. So I go ahead and I throw up a barrier so that they're sort of stuck in the entrance in the entryway. What does it look like? It's a little bit of like a funhouse mirror effect where we can still see see out and they can see us, but they're aware that there's a barrier there um, and and they can't get through it. Okay. Now is it is it like encasing these three or is it just creating a barrier in the front in the front door, not letting them come any closer? Um, that would make more sense. Uh, creating a barrier around the three. Um, I think it makes sense either way, actually. So. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and, and maybe there's like a little foyer that has like a place to hang up coats or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're not quite in the house yet. So I've got them trapped. They can't come in through the foyer, but they, I don't know if I've got them surrounded. Okay. I'll let the GM decide if my... Powers do that. The, uh, the the larger man just, you know, he, he he reaches out and kind of puts his hand on the barrier and then gives this low chuckle. <laughs> nice try, little girl. We hope you enjoyed listening to episode 61 of She's a Super Geek. 
If you liked what you heard, you can check us out at sasgeek.com or follow us on Twitter, sasgeekpodcast. If you'd like to support us financially, you can find that at patreon.com slash sasgeek. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more music, tour dates, and merchandise at kieranstrange.com or on Twitter at kieranstrange. Join us in two weeks for our next step in our superhero adventure. She's a rock.